Welcome to the Your Turn to Fly podcast. This is the place where we help empty nesters rediscover passion and purpose in their next season of life. I'm your host, Thor Chalgren, founder of the Your Turn to Fly community, and I'm so glad that you're here. Every week, we'll be interviewing parents and experts, bringing you inspiring stories, insights, and practical advice so that you can move forward, find fulfillment, and make the next chapter in life your best one yet. Let's do greater things together. Welcome to the show. In this episode, I'm going to do a recap of my interview with Randy Free. Randy is an executive life coach for men and a mentor to adolescent males. As a trained master of counseling, Randy has a unique perspective on the challenges teens face and how we as parents can better understand and communicate with them. I thought this conversation was especially valuable for empty nester parents who may be looking for ways to improve the relationships they have with their young adults. In this episode, I'm going to share with you my top three takeaways from my conversation with Randy. One of the points that we talked about was how being an empty nester often can require us to process our feelings of loss, of grief, of sadness, and this isn't always easy. If you'd like some encouragement and support in this transition in your life, this is something I specialize in. I'm a certified life coach and I work with parents just like you. If you're in that season of life, I'd love to talk with you about what's next for you. I reserve a few sessions every week for free discovery calls where we can talk about you and your next adventure. To book your call, just go to discover.yourturntofly.com. That's discover.yourturntofly.com. Okay, my first big takeaway from my interview with Randy was how we can manage this big change in life. In Randy's case, he was very deliberate about the change. He had been working as a partner in a global accounting firm, and he decided he wanted to pivot to a new career, one where he could serve as a counselor and a mentor. So his first key point was what he called bridge building. He said, build the bridge to what you want to do next. Don't just jump out of an airplane without a parachute, which of course makes perfect sense. <laughs> in Randy's case, he began to learn the skills that he would need for this next phase in life. So while he was in his previous career, he started building that bridge to what was coming next and what skills he would need. He also made sure that he had a financial safety net for this transition. So he was thinking about what resources would he need in the future and making sure that when he was starting to build that bridge, that he knew that he'd be covered in that area. He said, it's important to know, have a good picture of what you want to do and where you want to go. And that doesn't mean you don't adjust. New things, of course, come along. You, you just adjust to them and you adapt to them. But if you start with a clear picture, you're going to reach that place with a lot more confidence. I think this point is so important because as empty nesters, we can often feel that 
when we suddenly have the house to ourselves, we have to solve everything right away. Like you feel like you got to this level of accomplishment in terms of raising your kid, the pinnacle of being a parent. And now you immediately need to be insanely great at whatever you do next. You don't. You have time. If you're in a situation where you don't have to immediately find a career that pays, take some time to build that bridge to what's next. I think it was Bill Gates who said something like, most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. I think the same applies to us. You know, we can overestimate what we can do in one year. We put so much pressure on ourselves that we have to get everything figured out right away. But you know what? If you just said, hey, let me take a long view. Let me look at three years, five years, 10 years. You'd be surprised at what you could do if you give yourself more of a runway and give yourself more grace to get there. But you got to build that bridge to make that step to where you want to go next. So be easy with yourself as you're doing that. The second takeaway for me in our discussion was how we talk to teenagers and young adults. As part of his professional counseling training, Randy has done a lot of work with middle school and high school teens. And specifically, we talked about the changes going on in their brains. He said there's something called a pruning process where they are struggling to balance the emotional part of their brain, which we're probably all familiar with, (laughs) with the rational part. And often what happens is they get stuck in the emotional part. Does this sound familiar at all? Randy described something called mirror neurons, where what happens is they pick up signals from their environment, and then they immediately emotionalize those. So he gave an example of, let's say you are opening your cell phone bill, and your teen is there in front of you, and you see the bill is a lot higher than you were expecting, and you immediately get angry about it. Maybe you're judging them for having spent so much. What they will do is they're mirroring your behavior. So the minute that they see your face in anger, they immediately adopt that as their emotion. They become defensive. They you know, leash, lash back out at you. So they're mirroring whatever your emotion is. So the question then becomes, what can we as parents do? What Randy said was, you meet them with warmth and empathy. You help them understand their own triggers. Talk with them about it. You know, say, hey, I I see that you're feeling such and such. You know, how did it, what did it feel like in that moment? What do you think brought that on? So you're trying to de-escalate the tension and help them understand why they got emotionally triggered. And Randy had some very good specific language that you can use in a conversation like that. It's in the episode Um, But in general, you're trying to de-escalate and meet them with warmth and sincerity. Because remember, their brain, even though we think of them as adults and we give them many of the responsibilities of adults, their brains are still forming. So your job, if you want to have successful communication, warmth and sincerity and understanding. My third takeaway from my discussion with Randy was how we can heal or nurture the relationships that we have with them after 
they've left home. You know, it's easy to think once they've flown the coop that your job is done and that for good or bad, there's nothing more you can do. And maybe if, if there were challenges that you had in the relationship or problems that you might be like, well, there's nothing more I can do about that. Randy's point is, no, there is still a relationship that you have, and it's something that you can still work on both with them and for yourself. Randy's point was, remember, they're still maturing. So even though they're out of the house, this is an opportunity for you to heal that relationship. So he said, there's two things that we can do. One, the first is to become the healthiest version of yourself. And the second is to set boundaries with them. So let me go through both of those. The first is become the healthiest version of yourself. I mean, that seems like an obvious thing, right? All of us want to think of ourselves as healthy, emotionally evolved. But that's not always how we approach these situations. Randy said, what you want to do, and specifically for those relationships and communication, is first spend some time thinking about what does your ideal relationship with your child look like? So you think about what do you want it to be? Spend some time really journaling, thinking about when I'm interacting with my child, what are my qualities? What does it look like? Am I supportive? Am I non-judgmental? Am I clear in my communication with them? Do they know where they stand with me? So when you have a clear vision of what that idea looks like, then what happens Whenever anything comes along where there's maybe the potential for conflict or potential for uh, any sort of um, lack of clarity, you ask this question and you say, if I go down this path, if I do this, will it move me closer to my ideal? So you're always thinking, what do I want my ideal relationship to look like with them? Then something comes along where you compare what you want to what you might do, and you stop yourself and you go make a choice that supports that vision. So you're always trying to align your actions to the vision that you have for for that healthy relationship. So that's how you can be the healthiest version of you in that situation where you're communicating with them. The second thing to heal in those relationships is the boundaries that you have with them. Don't assume things are clear with them or that they understand what your expectations are, what your rules are, and don't be afraid to have those conversations with them. You know, ask yourself, do they know what you expect from them about grades, about finances, about how often you call, about what it looks like when they come home? Those are all areas where you can have boundaries. And Randy made the point, it's so important to be clear on what your expectations of what launching looks like. You want to help them set their own goals so that they can be self-sufficient. And the more that you have those boundaries, the more confident they will be because they know what your expectations are. And it's clear. It's it's when things aren't clear that on both sides, you know, you can have hurt feelings, you can have um, anger, 
because you know if if you're just assuming that they know what you want and they're assuming something else you know you're not going to have clear communication so that's the third point is to how to heal or nurture the relationships after they've left be the healthiest version of yourself and set clear boundaries and expectations so those are my top 3 takeaways from my discussion with Randy Free I put the info about Randy in the show notes below, and our fuller conversation is in the previous episode, which I hope you'll take a listen to. It's a good conversation. As always, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. That's all we've got for this episode of the Your Turn to Fly podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us at yourturntofly.com forward slash blog. On social media, you can find me. I'm at Thor Chalgren. And please just share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember believe that you can do greater things still.